Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The eye-opening documentary film, Explant, examines the number one cosmetic surgery in the world today, breast enlargement. Iconic media personality, Michelle Visage, who had breast implants for most of her life, she believes they're making her sick. And she was not alone. Over the years, hundreds of thousands of women have come forward with similar beliefs, clashing with the medical establishment's claim that implants are completely safe. The film Explant follows Michelle Visage on her personal journey to have her implants removed. The film, again, is called Explant, and we're joined today by the director of the film. That would be Jeremy Simmons. Jeremy, welcome to Film School Radio. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So, Jeremy Simmons, what put you on to this particular project? Well, Randy Barbado and Fenn Bailey, who are the owners of World of Wonder Productions, uh, called me. And I've worked with them for years on many projects, probably over the last 20 years or so. And they said that Michelle Visage, who's a judge on Drag Race, which they produce, is going to have her implants removed. And she wants to make a documentary about it because she believes that they're making her sick. And that I should talk to her and see if I have any interest in pursuing a, a, a documentary with her. So we got on the phone and talked for about an hour. And it was a really interesting conversation. She's smart. She's well-informed. This is very personal for her. She's 100% convinced that her implants were making her sick and no one in the established medical community supported that viewpoint. So that in and of itself was interesting. We're going to film her going through this process. Now, Michelle is known for her cleavage and you know she's built a career in some part on that. And now she's having her implants removed and she believes they're making her sick. So what is that journey going to look like? That was interesting to me. And then on the other side, you had a medical community that didn't believe that breast implant illness was even real. Also interesting. And then finally, my mom has breast implants. Like this is, this is something that I would like to learn more about. I thought that this would be a journey worth following, but what I didn't expect was how soon after we started filming that it I was the one who was going through the transformation. I mean, the more you learn about this issue um, and the more people you meet, it well, it's fascinating. It just really changed my whole viewpoint on the subject. So yeah, I'll leave it at that. I really was not familiar with Ms. Michelle Visage before I saw her in this film. And I found her to be such a winning personality, such an honest person. And she's at a point in her life where she really doesn't have time for a lot of BS, it seems. And she was she knew how she felt. She knew what she thought to be true. And the fact she is such a compelling kind of guide uh, subject in this documentary film really elevates this film in a lot of different ways. Interesting personality, very bright, so many things that struck me. And for people who don't know her from Drag Race, you should check out this film. What's the first thread you start to pull on when you're going to do a documentary with her and, and about this particular issue of uh, breast augmentation? Well, I, I mean, we started with her, you know, like let's dig into her personal story and see sort of how she arrived at this decision, which she was, like I said, she was hundred percent clear. It wasn't like, I think this might be it, but I'm not sure. And I need to sort of like weigh the pros and cons. Like she knew, 
I didn't know, but she knew, you know, how did she so, know? How, how did, besides her own body, what well, had she I, been doing the research or what was, well, yeah, like, I don't, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but I can tell you that she had come across it online. Like I think in 2018, she had come across something online about some women who were claiming that their implants were making them sick. And she sort of went deeper and deeper down that rabbit hole because she had been sick for so long and every symptom that they had were exactly the symptoms that she was experiencing. So it was just sort of this thing where, you know, obviously if you're sick, you're going to follow that and see what happens as a result. So she is very well researched. She spent hours and hours and hours online trying to get more information. But I also think that she felt it in her gut. Like she just felt this was right. She had made that decision before she decided to do the documentary. The documentary was not about her deciding if she wanted to or didn't want to. It was really more about um, originally it was like, we'll follow her through this process and we'll see sort of if she changes. But like I said, I, I was the one who changed because the more you learn about it, the more you see what a cover up this whole thing has been for 60 years. And so, so we started with her and then started to sort of dig into the history. And once you do that, like the whole thing, the whole thing changes because this, this the whole history of breast implants, it's rooted in the impatient dreams of men. You know, the development of the breast implant is the story of men. Women had nothing to do with it, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> it's not as if a bunch of women were, were clamoring for larger breasts. I, I would say more like it's more like the story of breast implants started with men who were looking to make a mark for themselves. It's the story of ego. It's the yeah. story of uh, Houston in the 1960s. It's the space race and the development of the artificial heart. And there were these young guys and they wanted their thing, you know, mm -hmm. breast implants. Let's do it. And they did it. You know, they moved forward. They did it their way. They did it with very little oversight. You know what I mean? They just, they tested it on a dog and then they put it into a woman. That's the beginning of the story of breast implants. You mentioned symptoms. What are, broadly speaking, some of Michelle's symptoms? Well, Michelle's symptoms, um, she, she has Hashimoto's disease. She has brain fog. She gets tired. She has a lot of these symptoms that when I first started making the documentary, I'm thinking, what can we film that we can show of the symptoms? And a lot of the symptoms are invisible. And so it makes it harder. Um, and I think it, that's part of the reason that she suffered for so long without being acknowledged, because it's easy for doctors to say, oh, you have brain fog. I mean, brain fog sounds like it's potentially not that debilitating, but you got to break down what brain fog is. You can't think, you can't remember. I mean, there are women who can't put a sentence together. They can't work because of it. So brain fog sounds like, huh, I'm a little hazy today, but in fact, it can be a very serious issue. She couldn't get out of bed. She was so tired. She couldn't get out of bed. How do you do anything if you can't get out of bed? So there are a lot of issues. A lot of them were, you know, the autoimmune issues are harder to, uh, to see with the, with the eye. And exactly those autoimmune issues. And as we become more and more familiar with them, a lot of things that were dismissed before are now becoming something recognized. And that's an important part of the film. Two things that I think impacted her journey. One is certainly that women are not taken seriously, particularly when it comes to medical issues. Often they're dismissed as going back to the Freudian days of hysteria Hysteria was essentially defined as something that was not real and so, so on and so forth. I mean, the, the, the history of medicine in relation to women and taking women seriously 
goes back hundreds of years. And that's part of it, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's hard to imagine if we were talking about testicular implants that this would have gone on as long as it has. No way to make sense of this story without the conversation of misogyny coming up in some way. And there's one other thing in this mix that has now become part of a familiar pattern. goes back as far as cigarettes, cancer-causing agents in our food, in our environment, and, and that is an industry that sets about to put out a lot of misinformation, muddy the waters, and continue to do what they have been doing because there's so much money at stake. I mentioned in our introduction, this is the number one cosmetic surgery in the world. A lot of money in it. But that's another part of this. Industry making a decision to essentially put off having to become accountable by virtue of misinformation, phony studies, et cetera, right? Is that another part of this? Absolutely. You know, create the the sense that the studies are, you know, that, that there's lack of clarity and you can drag this out further. That, that there was a connection between tobacco and cancer, like in the 1800s, we see how long it took <laughs> for that to kind of come full circle, you right. know? And eventually the answer in those circumstances, whether gasoline, the impact of fossil fuel on the environment, on our health, all of these things, the, the goal of it is to eventually for people to say, God, I just don't know. Let, we'll never know. Or gosh, there's just so many conflicting opinions. Who knows? And in the meantime, these, these particular industries are allowed to continue to make a lot of money. You said it. By the way, I want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with the director of the documentary film X-Plant. That would be Jeremy Simmons. A lot of the film is about others other than Michelle. And so how did you sort of connect with other women who are going through this, people in the industry, doctors? All of those things are a very important part of this story and a part really... A, a, a part of making this a more holistic approach to what what we're talking about. We started with uh, women that Michelle had been connecting with. She's part of the breast implant illness community. So there's a uh, Facebook groups, social media groups. Uh, we started reaching out to them. That was an interesting experience for me. Obviously, we were talking to women who were in the throes of the issue currently. Very emotional for them. But then we also talked to women who had been dealing with it from the earliest days of breast implants. And for me, it was quite emotional to talk to some of those women because they had experiences, say, in the 70s. And talking about those experiences now brought up so many emotions from 40 years ago of being completely dismissed, of going through medical nightmares to try to get these issues taken care of. These are the life stories of these women with these breast implants, because what are you going to do when no one believes you and doctors don't want to take them out? They won't take them out. And you're treated, like you said, you're treated like you're hysterical. And to, to, to see women get emotional about those things that happened so long ago really spoke to how profound this is, like what we're doing, how important this documentary is, you know? So we started there and then from there started like reaching out to tell the historical story, find people that were involved from the very beginning of days of breast implants, um, doctors, but doctors who believe in breast implant illness and those who don't, you know, and just trying to get a fuller story of how we got to this place we are today, where 60 years since the invention, we're still battling about whether these are safe or not. 
Dr. Giroux is sort of the Thomas Edison of, of this procedure. That's right. That's right. It was, uh, it was actually two doctors, Dr. Giroux and Dr. B- or, um, Dr. Giroux and Dr. Cronin. Cronin and Giroux, uh, like uh, Cronin was Giroux's, um, he was his resident. So they worked together and they created the implant together. And real quickly, because we sh- I should have done this earlier and talked about what the implants are made of, because this is the this is the area of contention in in the world of medicine and in science as to the impact it's having on these women's bodies. It's made out of silicone, <laughs> silicone, and they those were the original silicone, and then you, you, later on it becomes saline. But the actual this that what's encased what encases the material is silicone. That's right. And again, we're now finding out more. This is the beauty of science. This is the beauty of over time when people take an interest in something, the scientific community, you begin to get answers. That's right. Yeah, uh, because a, a lot of people think that the the issue was resolved in the early 90s. People of a certain age will remember that breast implants were in the news quite a bit in the 90s when we had this first wave of women who were really coming out. Because of that, a lot of things did change. Dow, the implant manufacturer, went bankrupt. There were a lot of lawsuits. Silicone implants were taken off the market. So as a result, saline implants filled the void. And saline implants are just like silicone bags filled with water. And those were sort of sold as the new safe alternative. And then we went about our merry way without any real research done into the fact that the bags were still silicone and what was that doing to the body. So that has been the point of contention since that time. And I think we now are seeing that, in fact, there are impacts from those silicone bags. I don't know if you want me to get into all that right now, but the FDA is for the first time acknowledged that breast implant illness exists. They're working on changing labeling. So things are slowly, slowly starting to change. What we see in the film, there's now the black label on the containers for the artificial um, implants, but that's only something that the doctor sees. Are they now obligated to warn uh, or issue a warning to the women who are uh, taking these implants? Well, that is the debate that's going on right now. Um, Through the course of filming uh, over these, I mean, this was a three-year process. And over the course of filming, we went from no acknowledgement by the medical community to a pretty significant change, which is they are acknowledging that breast implant illness is a real thing. And now putting a black box warning on those implants. And that black, black box warning is similar to what you might see on a box of cigarettes. It's a very serious warning label that acknowledges what could happen. Um, But like you said, you know, women are never going to see those boxes. Now, I think that the breast implant illness, one of the things the breast implant illness community is fighting for is complete transparency. So the doctors need to present like a checklist to them of warnings that are on that black box. So that's where it is right now. There's a lot of doctors, I think, still believe that it's such a small, small percentage of women who are affected that it's barely worth mentioning. Yeah, that's their belief. So. Yeah. And we see that in the film. That's right. And now they have explant to point to, right? Yes, now you, they do. there is something yes. out there that is getting a high profile. It's involving a high profile person in, in who has been through this. Michelle Visage is, as I said earlier, a terrific 
person to be telling her story. But also there's something near the end of the film, which I just absolutely love when she comes out on stage and is talking to thousands of people in this audience about this. And I and she seems to be hopefully her health is continuing to improve. And uh, she's as strong as ever because she's a, she's just a great person to be involved in this. Yeah, I can't say enough about Michelle. She's in, she's an incredible person having worked with her throughout this whole process and a, a very intimate, very vulnerable situation. I have I just have so much respect for her. You know, she really she really put it out there and she's really hoping to do a good thing with this documentary. Um, and I also think it's important to say that the documentary is not anti-plastic surgery. This is not a documentary that says no, it's sort of like a moral judgment in any way. It's just about getting the information out because it's been so hard to get it out. So this is just like, look, here are some realities. Here are some facts. Now you make your own decision. You go make your own decision, you know? And I think that that's really sort of what Michelle was hoping out of this documentary as well. So I just don't want to get that twisted because it's definitely not anti-plastic surgery. It's just about getting information out there. Thank you for saying that because that's exactly right. I mean, in my opinion, that's exactly right. Just get it out there. Let people make an informed decision. But the fact that industry, and I'll just editorialize here, the fact that industry and the medical establishment has been so reticent to do what you just described is grounds to be suspicious. It may not be true, my suspicions, but nonetheless, the fact that they've been so resistant, it tells me a lot. Absolutely. And, and I think if you're dealing with, with a doctor that doesn't want to give you information or completely dismisses your concerns, well, that might be a sign to get a new doctor, you know? Yeah. So, Well, Jeremy Simmons, thank you so very much for your film, Explant. It is launching on uh, on Paramount Plus. You can see it um, on there. Also, I know it's an MTV production as well, as well as through also World of Wonder. Uh, a lot of different uh, terrific organizations involved in this and uh, getting the word out there, not the least of which is Michelle Vistage. So thank you, Jeremy Simmons, for your time. Thank you so much for Explant and uh, come back anytime. Thanks for your interest. I appreciate it. This is fun. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.